Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Just waiting for you guys to share the link across your different networks. Does anybody know what this is? <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Good morning. It's just an it's just an instrumental, but you might know what it is. If you know what it is, you're a real G. <laughs> good morning. Yeah, good morning, good morning. Wow, you really do like this guy, isn't it? Fair enough. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Help me share the link if you can. Help me share the link if you can. You guys are amazing. I'm seeing more people are tuning in this morning. Help me just to share it a little bit more. Yeah. I'm surprised, Erica. Very surprised. I think I was listening to this. Um, I think I was listening to this for the actually properly for the first time today. You know, like when you think you've heard something before, but you haven't. And it has. Um, and I wasn't. I don't listen to these songs as like my like my my downtime. I'm, I actually research a lot about what they're doing. Um, so it's not like downtime music. Um, so I was listening to some of the things that he was saying this morning and that's why I said mornings with Meek and how it kind of, how I, how I can understand um, some of these people. And I think yesterday I was having a few conversations, one with my mentor and he was asking me, um, as we're doing a countdown to the funeral, which is Friday, he was asking me, what do you, what's the big, the biggest message your dad ever left you? Like what kind of man was he and whatever? Cause he knows we speak about him a lot. And I said that, I said that the biggest message probably would have been um, some things he would say about not giving up, not giving up on me. And I remember one in particular Yeah, I remember one morning in particular, we, um, I came home late and I, I was saying that my discipline came more as an adult. So I have more of a disciplined life now than I had when I was younger. So, um, he would say stuff like, he would say stuff to me. Like, I remember one time I, I never, I wasn't, I didn't do anything wrong. I think this is, I've just started to. I started going to church, you know, I was trying to trying to get it right. And my mum, my mum was on a business trip in Senegal. So it was just us at home and he was looking, helping me look after um, the baby. I think she was like months old or whatever. And he would let me go to, he would let me go to church, like fellowship in the evening so he can look after, look after her. And of course, you know, like I said, I'm only going for a few hours. I'll get home at 1am. So he wouldn't understand that I don't get later he did but at the time he didn't really understand why i was coming home so late so you know my my dad was really somebody that would like his discipline levels were like another level like 
he would he would like as I'm putting the key in the door at 1 a.m. He's opening the door and taking the key off me as an adult. Like, how are we doing? And he would do a le- a whole big lecture, you know, at two in the morning. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, and this this is how we would be. I'm like, yeah, what are you actually talking about? Like, what are you telling me at this time of the night? That are you not tired? Like, these are the kind of um, these are the kind of conversation we will have. Just if you can this morning, good morning, sweetheart. Just greet. We're just gonna have a chat this morning. I'm not feeling very in the mood to do all of my normal stuff. So we're just gonna have a chat this morning, if that's okay with you guys. If you're coming on for the first time, just say good morning. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna have a chat. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Mrs. Kelly. Um, just just let me know you're on. Yeah, good morning, good morning, Shem. Good morning, good morning, Ma. Good morning, good morning. You could just say something, just comment, so I know you're here. Good morning, oh, good morning, Diva Yah. Diva Yah, who could that be? Could that be? Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, Juliet. Good morning, good morning. So he would, um, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go somewhere and I'm gonna link it back. Hi, Claudia. Good morning, darling. Good morning. I miss you. I miss you very much. Good morning, good morning. Okay, so he would, he would, so as I'm, like I'm saying, as like as an adult, right? So he would, morning, Lara. Good morning. He would put, he would put his key, as he's putting his key in, I'm putting the key in the door, he would like discipline me and be, I'm talking 27, do you get what I'm saying? Sitting down saying, why are you coming home late? Are you not tired of this life? Like what? I'm like, bro, I'm going to church. Like I've just come from fellowship. Um, <laughs> it's good. Um, and what would, and one of the statements that he made that there are loads of things, there's loads of ways that he impacted my life. But one of the things that he said most that kind of blew me was he said that you're like a and there's no there's, there's no reason why I use a lion by the way but it's making sense as to the flyer he said that I'm your I'm a lion and you're my cub and what lions do is they they don't give up on their cubs so for example a cub is going hunting and always failed to come back and he's scarred whatever what the lion will do is he'll pick up the cub with his with his mouth so the mouth is the way so it goes as it goes i'm not gonna quit on you and sometimes my picking you up may feel as if i'm digging my teeth in you and it hurts but i need to do this and i'm not gonna quit it doesn't matter how many times you go to prison it doesn't matter how many times the police come to the house it doesn't matter how many times you do wrong and for some reason that seems to be one of the memories that comes to mind more today and um and i, and I was thinking i think obviously as well planning the funeral I've I've had to go back, um, um, had to go back to my to my to where my mum lives and stuff like that and like seeing the neighbourhood, seeing I, I'm I'll be honest with you, like for I've not really lived in East London for a long time. So how long have I not lived in East London for? I, I moved out way before Chloe. So for about five or six years, I haven't lived in East London. I went. I moved to Essex. But moving to Essex, so this whole world, um, I, I was oblivious to it. Like I chose to not see certain things. Like you know, it's, you run away from certain things. But the truth of the matter is, this you can't run away from those things. A time will come where you have to face certain things. You have to look at them in the face um, and deal with things. And even with the whole funeral, I haven't really dealt with it. Um, by dealing with it, I mean, not like I'm not like dealing with it. I haven't dealt with it in a, in a way where I've gone to 
be present, be around all the time. I just decided that, listen, I've created a mindset. Do you get, you know what I'm saying, Chloe, right? I've created a mindset for myself. And in that mindset, I have to guard my mind. And I was saying to the girls at home that your mind is like a city. Look at with the situation with COVID-19 now. Various countries, almost all countries, have blocked their borders. You cannot come into their country. Why? Because they don't want infection. They don't want further infection. If there's already infection, they're dealing with their issues. They don't want people to come in and add more to their problems. Your mind is like a city. You now have to create a gate of entry of what you let into your mind. You have to create a system of saying, okay, no, I'm not doing that. And you have to be strong enough to do that, whether it's death, whether it's finances, whether it's yourself, you have to be able to create a, you have to be able to create a gate and say, uh-uh, this isn't happening now. So I think it's been, you know, it's been a very testing time because if you imagine, I think, I can't, to be honest with you, most people remember these things. I don't remember the day my dad passed away. I think it was March. I think it was March, but I know he went into hospital in February. So from February up until July, this has been going on. But in that season, I've made my most money. I've built um, what is now going to be a global brand as of Monday, because we go global on Monday. Um, I've done the most I've ever done in my life in the last four months because of a decision of saying no. No, 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 no. This mindset, I'm challenging everything that's going to come into my mind because there is, and I think it even, there was a training that happened to me in November. Obviously, most of you guys know that around the October, November period, it was mad. I mean, um, there was, it was like fireworks everywhere. And in the middle of it, I remember one of my friends saying, it's like, bro, do you own the church or something? Like, why are they coming at you so bad? Like, what's going on here? Like, I was getting at it, getting it, getting it, getting it left, right and center. But I, try, I remember, I, I think um, Claudia's, I would go to Claudia's shop and I'll do my hair once a week. That was my therapy. I'll go to, even twice a week, I'll go there. Like nothing was going on. I had to train my mind that, that's not my life. <laughs> They're talking about somebody else. That is, there's a training, there's a, there's a trained mindset that I want to talk to you guys about today. That I was just saying that this isn't happening to me. I'm training my mind def for defense. And I didn't know that, you know, at the time I thought maybe I was training my mind for what's going on. Really what I was training my mind for, guys, yeah, was not for what was going on there, was for the years ahead of pain. And I was saying to the girls in the house that leadership, all you do, all I do, you know what I spend my day doing? I spend my day fighting finances. Morning to night, I'm just dealing with banks, everyday systems. That's all I do. It's even gone beyond now dealing with clients, doing the fun stuff. No, when you get to CEO level, you're, you, don't, you don't get to do the work anymore. You're not on the field anymore. You're dealing with systems now. Everything is against you. The first thing, Monday morning, I, I woke up with um, an email from the Daily Mirror that wants to write a, 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 an article about me. I'm just, Monday morning, I already set my mind up that, hey, okay, da, 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 and I got, I, across all my businesses, I've got emails saying, hi, what do you really do? Who are you? How much do you make? I'm talking if you see. I said, you rubbish Daily Mirror. Is it you that I'm going to know? Telegraph, I didn't respond to the Daily Mirror. I just sent it to my people. I said, deal with this stuff. Those are the battles ahead. But I made up my mind that this week, right, this week is, 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 very, is a very um, interesting week for me. 
it's a defining week. And I think the week's ahead, yes, but this particular week is a defining week for me. The reason why it's a defining week for me, I just couldn't get my head around how you manage it. That's what made me respect you even more. <laughs> Thank you, Claudia. Um, this week um, is a very defining week for me because it's called the, the breaking point of leadership. Everybody has one of those. You have, you have a time in your life, a test. Um, thank you, Mom. You have a time, you have a time in your life where you will, where something is about to break you. That's why it's called a breaking point of leadership. And what you do in that time will determine who you will forever be. I was sitting at home this weekend. I was thinking to myself, oh my God, guys, if we have to be spirit, Judas could have had a book in the Bible. He could have, because he was one of. But at the point of the breaking point of leadership, when everything went bad, he just decided to hang himself. He quit. Doesn't matter what he did. He could have got away with that. He could have got away with that. Could have got away with everything he did. But he quit. And going back home um, a few days ago, I was just looking at the state of the area that my that that I'm that I'm from. Like, and I was thinking, God, I don't want to be here. It doesn't matter where you live now. If you can live where I live, and most of you guys know it's quite nice. You can live in a mansion, and I know that most of you guys live in really nice houses. But the mindset can still be of the place you are from. You see, when I say that, many of you guys are saying, mm, yes, she's right, you know, some of these guys, they still want to be rolled. I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about those of you guys that don't want to dream anymore. I don't want to dream anymore. And you know, when we get on this platform, and for those of you guys that are here for the first time, I'm very honest. I'm honest about myself, and I'm honest about you, yeah? Many of you guys don't want to dream anymore. You've, you're happy where you are. You're comfortable with one business in that one location. You're happy with living in that house you're living in. You've been there years and years. You're happy living with your parents, your 30 plus or 28, 25, 29, you're happy living in a council estate because you're getting by. You still have a nice car parked outside the council estate. You're happy. You don't want to dream anymore. There's no dream left in you at all. And that's why when I was listening to Meet this morning, I was looking at the artwork. And I told you guys, I'm very inspired by hip-hop. Absolutely. It's, my, it's almost like my favorite topic. There's more millionaires in hip-hop than there is in most things. That's the truth. And I was looking at the artwork and it, and the artwork read Dreams and Nightmares. And that was the title of the album. And, um, and you might be thinking, what does she mean there's more money in hip hop? Listen, let me tell you something now. Dior create for hip hop. Yeah. So I'm inspired by what they're doing. 110%. I'm not a fan of artists or anything like that, but I'm inspired about the business of the music business. And that's why I love um, what this week is titled for many of us that know um, I'm inspired because the music and the, the influence that is there is crazy um, but anyway the, the title of the album read Dreams and Nightmares and I was so moved back and I'm gonna I'm gonna read you some of the, I was reading some of the lyrics and I told you guys that I'm very intentional about what goes into my mind and what I'm listening to and these are some of the things that have been on my heart so heavily. And I want to ask you a question this morning. And I'm not, I'm not 
shouting this morning, I'm not excited this morning, and there's sometimes when I am very passionate. And I, but I want you to really listen to me today. I, I, I don't know if some of you guys have stopped dreaming. There's an exam you could take, but you're stalling to study, pushing it back, pushing it back. You don't want to apply for this. You're comfortable. You're earning 30K a year and you're good. You're like, okay. And I said to you guys privately, um, some of you guys that are in my tribe and we speak privately a few times a week, I was saying that some of you guys are waiting for somebody to rescue you. You're waiting for like a savior to come. I know that because I've been that. It don't matter how much money I've made. It don't matter how nice my house is. No matter how much I've got it together. Let me tell you, my mindset used to be, God, like, I am so exhausted. Like, can somebody just not come and pay my rent? Like, like, what's going on? Like, what is this? Like, like, you know them ones where, like, and I understand now why a lot of parents get married or why a lot of people get married late. They're just tired of fighting. They just want to meet someone that can help them fight life. They just, like, bro, they don't even like, the, they don't even like the person physically, like if you, if a lot of my friends are a lot older, they're in their forties plus. So you ask them questions and I'll tell you, they haven't even been intimate with their partner for like two or three years. There's no, like, listen, we're just <laughs> like one rich man will come and turn everything around. Do you get what I'm saying? But that is the dream. It's the dream. Like most of us have, and I don't know if you guys are ready to be honest this morning, but it's like, bro, like has this debt, can this debt not just be cleared as in like, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for being honest this morning, Claudia. I love it. I love when new people come on this platform and they can just be honest. Maybe it will help some of us. You're just waiting for somebody to just help you. But thank you, Naomi. But the truth of the matter is this, guys. Yeah, I remember one time P and Diddy said something that it's like I just loved her from that day. She said, even Jesus isn't coming to help you. He's looking for you to help you. I think that was the day that it was no long ago, it was like last year. That's the day I was like, oh my God, guys, I'm on my own here. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually on my own. Nobody's coming to save me. This is real, like it slapped me. So when I heard her say that, she said, nobody's coming to rescue you. And I've, I've heard her speak before, I've heard her say stuff before, but that was the day I sat up straight. It was a reality check. I'm gonna read you some of the lyrics from this Meek Mill. So, and, and I want, I, and the question is that the album is called Dreams and Nightmares. And I told you guys that I'm heavily influenced um, by the music business. Everything I do, every product I release, I'm not talking about I'm influenced by artists. I'm, in, I'm influenced by the, 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 the decision makers of our time, right? Everything you see in the Dior shop, is influenced by hip-hop. Everything you see restaurants are doing is influenced by that culture. And that's why I understand very much why we are now doing that. We are now going into that. So I'm looking at this album and it says Dreams and Nightmares. And I thought, okay, I haven't heard this song in probably six, seven years. So I thought, I don't know. I don't know how I feel this morning. What I want to listen to. Maverick City wasn't cutting it. Nobody was cutting it. So I thought, let me play this. Let me see what this guy is saying. And this is why I asked you guys the question this morning. Have you stopped dreaming? And I, and I believe deep down, I, I almost feel saddened this morning because I really believe that some of us have stopped dreaming. Some of us have stopped believing that certain things are possible. And there's a reason why it's because we're too comfortable. Now listen to what he says. He said, 
I did it without an album. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to break it down word for word. He said, and this is, I said, I did it without an album and it brought me back. I don't know. Some of you guys may be too young or may not remember this, this time, but there was a time when, if you remember, Nicki Minaj came out and I think I've spoken to you guys about this before and she had an, a mixtape album and she went hard. David, and I'm talking, let me tell you guys something. You can be so impactful from the from Bronx, a, a young girl in Bronx banging mixtapes, yeah, that young girls in London hear about you. She banged, she made, she was one of the first mixtape artists to make a million pounds cash on the road on mixtape. No deal, no video, no nobody, no, no clothes. I'm asking you, how hungry are you? I'm asking you, I'm going somewhere this morning and I, I'm, I don't even know why. I've woken up this morning and I feel sad. I feel sad because I've not understood. Look, guys, I'm 30. I'm going to be 31 in about a few months' time. In 10 years' time, I'm 40. Game, game's over. <laughs> game's over. In 10 years' time, I'm my mum's age. My mum's like 52. What, like, we're, all, we're all on the same level now kind of situation. The only thing that's going to set me apart from them, and I'm seeing that because... I'm going, I'm doing all the funeral stuff. So I'm engaging with older people now. And I'm seeing that. And I'm, and this morning there was like a, we did a bit of a review asking people what their parents did. And I said to my mentor yesterday, listen, if my brothers don't get it right, they're going to be taxi drivers. I don't get it. Look guys, you know where I'm at right now? I don't fear no one. And I'm going to tell you whatever. If you don't get it right, you're going to be a cab driver. Because if you look, many of our fathers, they started off as chauffeurs. They started off as chauffeurs for, for celebrities, but there was no meticulousness. There was no, there was no push. There was no drive to be excellent. So you, and let me tell you what happened to some of my uncles, right? They, this is how they started off. They were chauffeurs. They drove up, they drove some certain people around. They had a nice car in them. And before Uber, there was a local cab station, right? And then they, they joined the local cab station, but they didn't follow anybody. Listen, they didn't follow anybody. So you just hear uncle come back home. Oh, I had an argument with that cow office. I'm not even working with them. I'm independent. <laughs> so now he has these small customers that thought uncle was cool and they're calling for jobs. Yeah. And then before you know it, like he wouldn't turn up to the job on time. People stopped using him. I'm going somewhere this morning. And then eventually uncle just started taking his own friends to the airport. So he wouldn't do little jobs anymore because they were too small. Yeah. Right, they were too small. So uncle started doing the cab, the taxi driver, the taxi job to the airport because 70 pounds, he spent my nice and 20 pounds, 100 pounds. That became his life. That be and he became comfortable. His wife's got a council house and he doesn't really contribute in the house anyway. He's got a little girlfriend on the side. Let me tell you something, yeah? Let me tell you something. This is real. This is real. The only way you're going to break out of that mindset this morning, that I'm, I'm thinking this morning, yeah, is if you follow somebody. If you follow somebody, because these guys didn't even want to follow the cab office, guys. They didn't even want to follow the controller. The controller's telling them, bro, there's a job on, 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 on Dockland Street. There's a job on da -da 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 -da, And he's fighting the controller. And I'm so, my heart is so broken this morning because I'm seeing a set of people that are not hungry anymore. Women that are still waiting for somebody to marry them. Let me tell you how I had to deep my life. I love my daughter more now than I ever did before. Cause I'm like, thank God I had you. Thank God I had you when I had you. Because let me tell you something now, I ain't having, I don't even want any more kids. And nothing is slowing me down. Thank God my, my wound was used even once. 
If it's not used, I don't care. I've got things to do. I'm not doing this again. What? To do that again? But some of us are just, we cry. Oh, I don't have kids. Why do you want to buy nappies? Why? What is it there? It may sound like it's easy to say because I've had that experience and I'm grateful. I'm not undermining the experience. Um, I'm not saying it's not good or it's good. I'm not whatever the political side of it. I'm just saying it's not that important. I'm saying it's not that important. There are dreams. I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to this thing, right? So this is what he said. He said, I did it without an album. And this is the beginning of the song and he's talking and I'm just like, oh my God. So there were people out there. This guy is in America. He's a mixtape artist. If you see the way this guy looked, he, had, he was, here was a nappy head guy. And all of a sudden, the rich, the poor, neighborhoods he cannot pronounce in East London are, are, are learning, reciting that song. Reciting it. Adults reciting it. Clubs are reciting it. How are you going to impact another city? I'm not talking. Can you, I need you guys to understand what I'm saying. You impact to the point where you're impacting neighborhoods. You're in your neighborhood in Bronx or in wherever you're from or you're in Miami, you're impacting. How are hairdressers in the Bronx going to say, I want to do hair like Claudia. I want to do hair like Aziza. How are they going to learn? I was talking to Trendy this week about a girl that I've been following. I've been following her for seven years, right? And her name is, uh, Trendy, what's this girl's name again? Ming Lee. I am Ming Lee. I've been following her for when she had about 15, 20,000 followers. And she's now on a million followers and she's verified on, on Instagram. Listen, let me tell you something now. This girl fought her way out of poverty. I don't follow, in, I don't follow influencers. You know Ming, innit? If you're a hairdresser and you don't know Ming, if you're a businesswoman and you don't know Ming, forget it. I saw somebody fight. You don't know, you, you know, like, I, you, I can't even tell you yeah, guys, yeah, how much I've decided I'm not going to be bloody poor. I'm not going to be poor. When I was telling you guys about, I can't stay down, duh, 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 you guys thought it was a caption like that. It's a mindset. I'm, 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 I'm telling you now, I, I, I went to my mom's house what day Wednesday and I was sitting down and the pastor was there and I've already, I've got, I've already got a bit of a chip on my shoulder because he came to a meeting two hours late the other day. So I already don't like the guy. I don't care. You could be pastoring. I, I don't care if Jesus called you, you're late. So I don't want to talk to you. So I'm already pissed off that you're late, bro. Like, you're two hours late. I'm sitting there, I'm waiting for you. You're late. So I'm already pissed with the guy. So I was like, I was telling my dad, I was like, this guy is just late. I'm not feeling him right now. And I said to him, you guys know that right now, my mindset right now is zero chill. Like there is no, it's like, a, it's like I just woke up. So I don't have no manners anymore. Manners didn't do anything for anybody. Look at Trump. So I said to my mom, Tell your pastor, if he comes late again, I'm going to, I'm going to ordain somebody on the burial ground and they're going to bury this guy. I don't want to hear this stuff. Don't be late to my stuff. What are you doing? And everybody looked at me like, are you nuts? I was like, yeah, you know that I am. Let's not pretend and do, it's not that. So I went to the house on this week or something, right? Yeah, it's not like you're going to be late. So I'm burying my dad. You're late two hours. Are you mad or something? It's not like, oh, it's not about my dad. It's about respect me. I'm waiting for you. You're not hungry. You're not even hungry enough to be a pastor. <laughs> you don't even want people to give me time. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get somewhere this morning. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. Right? So I've gone to the house Sunday evening. Gone to the house Sunday evening. And 
I'm sitting on the stairs and I think they were talking and stuff like that. I went to see my mum. I don't go there. And my mum lives 15 minutes, 20 minutes down the road from me. We're very close. You see my videos. We're very close. I don't have anything to do there. So it's not like let's sit down once a week to do what? Like, so I thought, you know what? Let me go. Yeah. So I've gone there. I've gone with Anna. We've gone to see her just to go through the plans of the week. And 15, 20 minutes, I'm ready to go. And, um, and I'm sitting on the stairs for a bit and the guy starts preaching and my heart was moved. I can't lie. I was like, okay, marry me a bit of a dick. Like this guy's a good guy. And he starts preaching. And I said to my sister, how often does he come here? And she's like, he comes all the time. You know him. I can't even lie. This guy's here all the time. And I just thought to myself, this guy's better than me. Cause I, I'm not going to do that. So I just thought, okay, let me look in my bag. How much money do I have in my bag? I think I had a hundred pounds. So I took the hundred pounds and finished pretty, finished pretty. I wasn't in the living room when I was preaching, I was sitting on the stairs. So I've gone out and I said, can I have a word? And this guy was like, he already knows my demeanor is like just zero right now with him. So he was very sure. I was like, oh, what do you mean? You know, it's not a small guy, it's a big guy. I was like, yeah, can I have a word? And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. I said, outside. And he's thinking, is this girl mad? Like, what is she gonna say to me or do? Like, so we've gone outside and I give him a hundred pounds. It's, it's nothing, you know? He, this guy almost falls over and he's like no 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 please I said no I just want to say thank you um for what you're doing for my mum you know the truth of the matter is they're doing more than me you know um so I was like I just want to say thank you the guy almost fell over and when I got home I was thinking about and then we and then there was a girl that was there I've never met her before and my sister was and my sister she's a she's a bit of an evangelist she likes talking to people any new person she you know she would get on to him. She was like, oh, hey, I'm going to go drop my sister back. Do you want to get in the lift? This is a new person getting them to come to my house. I'm like, look at her, like, what are you doing? So I was like, okay, let's talk to this girl. I said, oh, what's your name? She was like, oh, did I said, oh, she goes, where do you, where do you live? Because I live in Canning Town. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, she goes, you might know my dad. I said, who's your dad? She goes, oh, my dad's a DJ. I said, my dad's a DJ. I went home, yeah, Sunday, and I just felt very heartbroken. And I think... The messages of everybody are answering about what their parents did. And I was like, wow. A real failed... This guy's telling me that her dad's a DJ. Like, what does that mean? And I'm looking at the pastor who I've given £100 look at 1K to him. And my heart was broken because I know that we are not far off unless we keep dreaming. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care how much you give. Don't care about that. Unless you keep dreaming, and the dream is not sit at home and dream, you got to physically get up and fight every day. So I sat, I, I sat down with the, the leaders in my house, two of them, and I said to them, this is my focus this week. I've got three things I want to do this week. Anything outside of these things, protect me from it. These are, this is my focus. This is what I want to fight this week. And I don't want to do anything else because I understand a clear mind. With a clear mind, you can do anything. Many things are going to try and come, but if you've got a strategy, you're going to be fine. So I said, okay, the number one thing I want to do is make sure this magazine is printed this week. And we do whatever we have to do to get that campaign out. Number one, second thing in this order is I want to do this funeral, get it out of the way. The third thing I want to do is on Monday, we're going global. I'm sending one of you to another country. And that's it. Nothing more. That's what we're going to do. Anything else that comes, 
from this. I said, so book your flight now. She booked it. I said, anything else that comes, I don't care what happens. Anything else that comes within that, you've got to shield me from that. You've got to shield my mind from that. I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to be there. You've got you to gotta help me make sure that I come through on these things. So Monday morning, the bill comes. The first 4K goes out. Then, you know you're left on the floor bleeding, thinking, God, how? But it's part of the fight. I said, I'm going to fight this week. And then the second one comes, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm battling, I'm, bat I'm doing it. Why do I say that you guys have got to stop, um, keep dreaming? The dreaming is not sit down at home and wait for somebody to rescue you. It's you got a hair salon, right? You want to make money, right? It's taking the, 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 the leap to reinvest in your business. That's dreaming. That's dreaming. Is booking that exam and studying for it. That's dreaming. That's saying I'm not staying down. That is the definition. For those of you guys I've been looking for when I'm saying I can't stay down, what does it mean? That is the definition of not staying down. You will be surprised after two years, three years, you're in your 40s, you're like, oh my days, I banged out those five exams. I banged out, my salon is, is, is de decorated. Instead of, I don't care where you live. I don't care where you're from. This, the, the dreaming I'm talking about is making it work. And for goodness sake, sir, not being afraid of anybody. Not being afraid of any, let me tell you guys something, yeah. I, and I'm mad enough to say this. I don't see anybody's title. And I think that's what helps me a lot. I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say and I'm gonna do it. And then I'm just gonna reap the con I'm just gonna face it after. I'm gonna fight. Let me tell you why. You see when um, Nicki Minaj is in Brooklyn and she's there and she's fighting through, writing song after song after song, perfecting her craft in a boot every day, perfecting. She didn't see the people who were ahead of her that sat and I spoke to you guys privately about and now I know why my dad would tell me about talking about imposter syndrome the, the, the people that are fake sitting on seats warm, seat warmers pretending to own something at that time Lil Kim hadn't made an album for 10 years because she's still saying that she's queen she's king she's this, she's that and there's a young girl in the booth and she's saying, I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna quit. I'm gonna write another one. She probably wrote a hundred songs, took a hundred songs and made that album. She was not caring about nobody's title. She was not caring about how many platinum albums Kim has had. She was not caring about the endorsement that Kim had had. She was not caring about the fact that she's from um, the biggest music family in the world. She just knew that I am Nicki Minaj. I am the greatest rapper of all time. And let me tell you the day that thing came to pass. I will never forget this interview ever. So I don't know if you guys know the Monster song. I, remember guys, I don't listen to this music as my chill song. I listen to them to understand people's mindset. So there was a song that came out and it was called Monster by Nicki Minaj. In the song, there was Kanye West, Jay-Z, Rick Ross, whatever. And the song went mad everywhere. And the lyrics were out 
um, mad features, yeah? The lyrics were crazy. So I started to research and research and like, okay, why, where was it filmed? Who did this? Da, 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 da. And Kanye was saying that he was mad. If you, if you, if you like, if you understand Kanye West, you would like Trump a lot. Very, it's almost like the same person, yeah? And he was so angry. He was so angry. And, he, and, and, and the interview was like, bro, like, why are you, I think it was Charlamagne was like, why are you so mad? He goes, I hated Nikki at that time because she, she was better than me and Jay. And, and I can accept Jay-Z defeating me, but I can't accept this girl. <laughs> and I started to understand why she became so strong. She sat down, perfected her craft for match day. You don't know when match day is going to come. You don't know when an opportunity is going to come. You remember that. You know, so you just got to keep perfecting that craft. You got to keep hitting those targets. So when I see financial targets, it's a perfecting of my craft for the nation. I'm not going to, and I say to the women around me, let me tell you guys something for real. I am not looking for 150 ducks to follow me in raising finances. I don't care. I don't give a shit about that. I'm looking for five or 10 women that are going to say, I've got 10K. Do you think, I believe it's possible. So what am I, look, what am I doing? I'm going to give them my own money. I'm going to invest in their business in the hopes that I'm going to recreate what my father did. I don't have time for people to tell me, I don't want to invest. I don't want to get, I don't want to do that. I'm tired, guys. I've never been so tired in my life. I've never been so tired because I'm seeing people that have stopped dreaming. So I'm looking for one dreamer. Now I understand why record labels put so much money behind one person. They're constantly scouting, constantly looking, constantly, constantly looking who's up next, who's up next. And then they put like a million pound behind one person because they don't want to spread a million pound amongst a hundred people. Because those hundred people guys, yeah, they're not ready to go in. They're not ready to go in. You know, li little things like, how do I know those that are going to be global leaders? I told those people, those around me in my house that 6am prayers in my house is not let's pray together. It's just a discipline. It's just wake up in the morning. I don't care about your, listen, your prayer life is your problem. That's not my problem. That's your prayer life, not our prayer life. I wake you up at 6am in the morning just as a routine. Like, okay, let's, and I just check who's up. Sometimes I don't even pray. I'm just watching you guys say, okay, who's doing this thing? Because I want to know, do you have the militant mindset? And then I look at the ones that don't join. And I'm thinking, this girl, is she thinks she's hot now, isn't it? <laughs> Let me tell you something now. As Nikki thought she was hot, the streets were cooking somebody else. <laughs> the streets was cooking somebody else. The streets was cooking, who were they cooking? They were cooking somebody else that was hotter, that was fresher. I'm not talking to you guys about liking the person. I'm not talking about not even making the stallion. What's this girl's name? Uh, you guys know I can't remember names. Now. What's this girl's name? The lighty one, Cardi. The streets was cooking a Cardi B. You think you're hot now. You think you've got stamina now. But the streets were cooking a Cardi B. Now, when and why did these people's careers come down to the ground? It's always a matter of leadership. They get to a place, they think they're hot, and they don't need leadership. They don't need leadership. Let me tell you something now, yeah? Lil Wayne owned an entire era. An, an entire, I think it was, I would even say the 2000s was owned by Lil Wayne. He stepped away from Birdman. It doesn't matter how much money Birdman stole. That is the truth of the matter. That's the truth. That's the truth. He stepped 
away from leadership and ask some of the free G's in your house. They don't know who he is. Every music you're listening to now, all of these hot rappers, yeah, they took their flow from Wayne. Every single one of them. But it doesn't matter what you started. Outside of leadership, you cannot become anything. You cannot be anyone. There is not. It don't matter if your, your leader is the devil himself. That's your leader. There is nothing you're going to become that is going to be anything. People respect movements. You saw Young Money, you were like, whoa, what's that? You saw Drake come out, you saw Nicki come out. People don't, and this is where I'm going. I'm going to carry on talking about this meek thing. I'm so moved this morning by somebody, and it was not even intentional, although it's, it's a creative week and it's music week, I promise you guys, I didn't even want to do this quote this morning. I was just like, let me chill. And he said, um, <laughs> he said that there's something about how that Roly felt when it first hit my wrist. Now, <laughs> that's so funny, right? He said there's something about that Roly when it first hit my wrist. Do you know what it's like to be hungry? Do you know what it's like to be hungry? I'm not talking, yes, the hunger of food. But also the hunger of being tired of looking at a certain neighborhood. So this young man was saying, listen, do you know what it felt when I made money and I was able to put a watch on my wrist? Forget, the, forget, forget what you're thinking. He's saying, I'm free now. I wrap my way out. I wrap my way out. Some of you guys, the problem is this. You're looking at what somebody else can do. And you're trying to be like Mariam. And we're all thinking, what's going on? Or you're trying to be like Amelia. Or you're trying to be like this, that person. The only person that's got the right to be like you is the person that's following you. Everybody else is an absolute imposter. Be you. And master. All you got to do is master. I know that. Look, guys, I'm not academically A1. I don't need to be. I don't, I've got to write people. That, I've got to raise people that can write for England. I'm not like I, those of you guys that have been around me. I can't even count money. I hate it. I don't even, I run away from stuff like that. I'm not academically A1, da, 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 but I know that I'm a strategist. Give me any business, bring it. I, I have proven multiple times to bring a company to make half a million pounds a year, legally. I know I, I just have brains that thinks fast. So, and I can talk. So those are the two things I'm going to do. I'm going to strategize and I'm going to speak. So this young man, Meek, he just knew that I'm going to write my way out. And let me tell you something about the mindset of some of these people is. And that's why I loved when my dad was saying that the streets build people and church sometimes subdues people. Most times subdues you. You see, you know, we saw when we saw a a season where he went jail and he lost everything. I don't really remember the why or whatever happened, but he went to prison and he came out of prison and he was fighting the biggest artist of our generation at the time, Drake, and it looked like his career was over. You cannot tell somebody who is coming from severe poverty like him that it's over. He can't. It's not. This guy is going to fight. He's going to stay in that, and that's why he's up again. He's going to go to jail and that's that season in your life, the prison season in your life, when it looks like nothing is going on. There is no relevance. Your name isn't being called. You're not being asked to do things. 
You're not relevant anymore. Everybody's going to Louis bloody Vuitton. You're not going. Let me tell you something about the Louis Vuitton situation because there is a definitely a Louis Vuitton situation going on in our community right now. What will following someone to go to Louis Vuitton? But we're forgetting that there was 15 years of not going to Louis Vuitton. Unless there is no science to it. Unless you do your years of obscurity. Unless you do your years of obscurity, sitting the hell down in your house, it don't matter what title you have, who you live with, what house you run, unless you sit outside it, I can buy a Rolex every day. I would only go and sell it for my seed, for giving to people, because it's not yet time for me to wear one. I can buy a Chanel Jumbo every day, every week. Every week I can be in Chanel buying Jumbo bags. There is a reason why I was able to do those things in my past life. Because in this life, I'm still in a season of obscurity. My God, when I come out of this season of obscurity, I'm not even going to greet certain people. It, bro, it's just, I'm, I'm just, oh, no, I don't even, it's going to be that mad. But for this season, if it's for the next five years, it don't matter if I'm marrying Mola. I'm not entitled yet to go and buy a certain thing. When my time comes to do those things, you and I will both know. It's not time. And I'm telling you, I'm saying that. I'm saying that because I look like I should be wearing those things. But I know that if I wear it, I'm going to sell it. Because I know there is a far... I'm hungry. What does that mean, guys? You're not hearing what I'm saying. This is not a chastising. This is not a rebuke. This is not a telling off. This is not a don't go and do things ahead of your time. Be a good girl. Be a good guy. I'm telling you, I found kingdom. So when I see certain behavior in our community, I know these people, they, you can preach kingdom. Listen to me. You can preach. You can say all manner of things. You can be preaching. You can be the one preaching kingdom. Yeah. You can be saying, oh, be this. Be. You can be the one leading people. I'm telling you, you have not found kingdom. Why am I telling you guys that I don't? And let me tell you something now. I don't even buy some of the things I have. I just get home and people buy me stuff now. I don't even buy that. I know why I'm not chasing to go out and buy things. Because I found kingdom. What is kingdom? Kingdom is I know my competition is not Vogue. God forbid. My competition, my competition is LVMH. My competition is Condé Nast. My competition is Estee Lauder. Those are the three giants I'm facing. Some of you guys in our tribe, I've sent you guys the links of company structures, how a company should look. I've showed you guys certain CEOs, coups, finance officers, and I've sent it to you guys. This is this person in my life. This is this person. And I found kingdom. So anything you give me that doesn't look like LVMH, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Because it's not what I'm looking for. And I'm telling you guys, until you are until you are hungry, there is no car they're going to offer me in this season that I'm going to be like, oh yeah, that's lit. It's not kingdom. Because what I need to do is I need to be a threat to my industry. I need to be... Do you know what made me go and become a publisher? I got sick and tired of weak newspapers writing about me. Journalists that don't do more than me. Talk about me. So I was like, okay, let's write. That's how the anger 
of weak people talking about what they don't know about is what made me say, no, I'm going to go and do this thing. I need to go and control this space. So when they're ready to talk again, and because they're going to talk again, in five years' time, I'm the cover girl in five years' time. Or in 10 years' time. But at that point in time, let me tell you guys something now. I've, I've mastered my craft so much that Vogue is three months behind. My first issue was the leading issue of what the conversation's happening in the city. They just released that issue three months after. I'm not going to quit. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this morning that you can dream. And I know most of you guys, the moment this per right now you're feeling hot, you're excited, and I'm saying some things that are making you feel good, and I like it, and it's amazing. But the truth of the matter is this, after this, if I asked you tomorrow what I said, you're not going to remember. It's not about many things. I've decided that there is a word for my life. You see Thursday? What happened on Thursday? What? That for some of you guys may not, because I know that other people don't listen to this. Listen to this. But you see what happened on Thursday? If I thought I was already angry, there was something that was said. And, 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 and the words were that, you see, <laughs> God is king. And because he can't be here, he has made you king. That was my instruction. That I have everything I need now. I don't need approval. I don't need money. I've, I've got kingdom. I don't need, I don't need money. I don't need it. I'm going to make it, but I don't need to keep it. Because I understand I have everything. All I've got to do is speak and things begin to happen. I've got to speak and things begin to happen for me. I've, I've, I've got something now and I, and I was walking around saying in my house, I'm free now. Some of you guys are still afraid. Some of you guys are still afraid because you, you got a Mercedes. You got a Mercedes and you're, you're living in the hood and you're like, yeah, yeah, you're trapped forever. Because that, that new plate Mercedes is going to be the old plate Mercedes in six months time. By the time they release a new, a new one. I don't know if you're tired enough. These words are for me more than anybody else. I'm just saying that, listen, I'm not going to die the way my dad died. He was a great guy. He was so good, like great. No, 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 no. You know, the other day my daughter said to me, I hate Auntie Maddie's car. I want a Range Rover. I was like, oh, where that from? I want a so, so she went to Auntie Lou and she was like, I want a Range Rover. And she said to, and she went to my mentor and she said, oh, and I want to start a magazine. It's a four-year-old. I'm like, where, where did you see a Range Rover? What are you talking about? But I remember that my older sister's been coming over, right? And she has a Range Rover. So she's just like, why are you giving me less than that? Why are you giving me less than that? I don't want that. It's not about the material things. Her mindset has just gone, I don't want this life. So my question for, for everybody here is, are you still dreaming or are you trapped in a nightmare? And the nightmare is the real life, like the everyday life you're living is a nightmare. You don't even like your life. You're not, you're not even happy. You're too scared to invest in your own business. Your business, you know, the thing you go to every day, the thing you want people to, the thing you promote every day, you're too scared to put in on your business. I don't understand that mindset.
or, or your own well-being. You're not happy with your weight. But you're just going to keep eating. Trapped nightmare. Daylight night. You're not happy at all. At all. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about mental state. Mental state. Most of you are not happy, bro. And you don't know how to get out. The first way to get out, and I know we use this word often, is saying no to mediocrity. Saying no. No. And how do you say no to mediocrity? Anything that looks average, you say no. And you fight for more. You fight for the best. Anything that looks average, you just say no. Nope. 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 I, I cannot. 50, you see, you guys think life ends at 21. Life ends at 21 or it starts at 25 and this and that. All the turns my life has taken, I never thought they would take those turns. Never, never, ever. Even looking at my father in hospital, I didn't think the guy was gonna die like that. Never. Mm -mm. Being in the in the dock in court, I didn't think I was gonna go to jail. No, there was no. I didn't think until it happened, though. Until it for real happened, I was just like, whose life is this? No, this isn't my life. Until. I was not given a release date. I was like, but wait, so wait, I'm still here. Until certain turns in my life happen. Now, I'm just telling you guys, stay woke. How are you going to stay woke? How are you going to stay woke? It's not about, like, it's not even about your own belief systems if I can dare to say that. It's about a collective belief system. Many of us are struggling because we're not even part of a community. And I was saying this morning to the girls that, listen, I know what got me to wherever I think I am today. Is I've mastered the art of fellowship. I have mastered this thing. And what is mastering the art of followership is that, you see, when it comes to leadership, like, I just don't, I just don't play with that thing. Like, in terms of, I know Mariam, I know me. I've been me for 30 years. So I already know my capacity. Let's stop dreaming. I know what I can do wrong. I know what I can do right. But I've also watched my life in the last few years and seen the strength, the, the, the behavior, the mindset. And it's not me that's done that. I know someone has done that for me. I know somebody has shaped it for me. I know somebody has spoken to me, pulled me out of my comfort zone. So what do I do? I just follow that person. I just follow that person. Because I know me. 
I know me. I know the normal me is uh, crime, bad boyfriend. I would probably have two kids, different dads by now, and make it a thing like it's very okay. It's like the norm, like the ends. What are you talking about? Every day, every morning, before I wouldn't be doing periscopes. My periscopes would be fighting with like who I'm, and I'll probably be playing the two against themselves. So it's like this day. This week, this person is hot. This person is being kind. Next week, that person's being nicer. He bought more things or, you know, things have gone down here. So I'm going to try this again. I know me. I'm not ashamed of telling you who I am. I know who I am. But I know what leadership has made me. So that's the old me. That isn't me anymore. I know what leadership has made me a global leader. It has made me a strong businesswoman. It's made me a mother. I know what it's done. So what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to, and, and, and what is leadership saying? Leadership is saying, let's collectively fight something together. Let's collectively build something together. You know, but single-handedly on my ones, I can't do anything. So, okay, we spoke about dreams. The dream I had for myself is smaller than the dream that was given to me. The dream I had for myself uh, is probably, I'll tell you, like, I'll, I'll tell you, because I'm taking you guys on a journey of my life this week. I'm going to take on a bit of a journey on my life this week. And for those of you guys that are going to be there with me on Friday, you're going to really get to see. So in East London, right, this is what happens. This is, and if I'm like, look, you guys can stay away. For those of you guys from East London, you can say whatever you want to say. Unless you guys can tell me, show me 10 global leaders that have come out of East London in the last 40, 50 years. I don't want to know. In East London, these are your options. So you go to one of the colleges you meet a guy, he's either a drug dealer or a fraudster. Mostly a fraudster, yeah? You have a baby with him, he leaves you, he goes out with somebody else, but you still see the person. Then you move to Essex, probably Lakeside, Trafford 100, and you're managing, yeah? And you probably decide, I want to go back to uni. You go to uni. You get a reasonable job done and you're in your mid-30s and you see your guy occasionally. You may even have another child with the person just as for the person because the guy also is insecure, right? So you may have another child with the person and what happens when you have another child? It's almost like he secures you fully. So everybody knows that that's his baby mom. So you're, you, so, and now you're trapped in that world. You can't leave that world. You're trapped with his brothers, his sisters, his siblings, his parents. You are trapped. Your title is not queen, king, CEO. It's baby mother. Now, let me help you guys rise out of that place. The only way out is by taking a dream that is given to you. I'm sure that is 
And I was saying to another one of my young ladies, I got this theory. One of my young ladies, she's 16 now. She's 16. And her cousin is one of the biggest gang members in the country. Biggest gang members in the country. When this girl was in my living room, it's so, 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 my cousin, I said, duh, you're in my house. Mom, please, I don't want trouble. Why do I always get this? This girl is beautiful. I'm not like beautiful, like oh, you're just being nice. Yes, mom. Yeah. If you're, if you're not, you get the dream given to you by the end. There is a dream in Newham. There is a dream in Croydon already there. This is the dream. You're born into that dream, bro. Yeah, listen. This girl is so beautiful. She's 16. And I said, oh, tell me about you. She goes, I'm so-and-so's cousin. And guys, I'm not going to lie. It was like, I think she told me like, the, I think it was the season my dad was ill. And I just thought to myself, Mariam, how do you end up getting these kinds of people? And I said, God, why? And immediately I said, so look, I know you like to do the stuff where you come over, you don't come over, we see you, we don't see you, you're around, you're not around. Let me tell you what's going to happen to you. There's two things, two ways, two things that can happen. You accept what I'm offering you, which is a real life, or this is what happened. I said to her, has your cousin ever made you want to sell drugs? She said, yes. To the, I said, have you, have you ever been harassed or beaten up because you got some chicken? Yes. And then she went on to tell me things about her mom and the family and what's happened and what he does and da 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 da, -da. He's, in, he's away for a long time. Now, when a family member or an ex-boyfriend goes to prison, leeches come out. So she becomes a prime target. So the friends will now be looking to hunt this girl down. She's 16. Grooming will begin. Grooming, grooming, grooming. Guys, I was groomed from the age of 14. I didn't become what I became because of whatever. The person I was, the person I was dating, I dated that person on for eight years, guys. It's grooming. I'm, I'm talking to you guys about breaking out of a mindset. You may not even, if I could show you guys my heart, my heart is so, I feel so shattered this morning because I realized that some of us want to stay there. We just want to stay there. No matter, no matter what is going on, you're just going to stay there. It doesn't matter how much counseling you had. Trapped. Coming. So the grooming will begin. She's 16 now. They'll wait for her to get to college. 18, bam. It starts. Let me drop you home. It starts. The texts start coming in. Starts buying her Gucci. You know these, these girls from the ends, they like Gucci trailers. Start buying her one. Oh, start paying for, paying for her weave. The groomer's 19, 20, bam. It's even far. 19. Firearms in your house. Drugs in your house. 20 or pregnant guys in jail. He's doing a long arm. And all you're doing every weekend is taking that baby to the prison. And you're bringing in things for him. This is what our community has birthed. And I always wonder, because it's almost like, unless I talk about the ends, and I'm talking business, I'm talking strategy, yep, yep, and then you end up being with one of his friends. It's, it's not, these things are not ancient, it's real life. You then belong to the mandem, errand girl, yep. You be, oh, oh yeah, do you want to pick this up? Oh yeah, drop this, oh yeah, you're gonna go see him. Oh yeah, and if you're lucky, you don't go to jail. Now, 
this might not relate to many of you guys. I know there's lots of very intelligent people here, business owners here, and blah, blah. <laughs> if we don't come together collectively and fight, don't tell me that your children are not going to go through that thing. I was talking to my cousin the other day, and she was saying to me, she's lived in her block for 20 years or 20 plus years. And I said, okay, so how different is it for your child? Because I said, I remember when you were born. I remember when your brother was born. I remember the, I can tell you, I can walk you to the flat that your brother was born in. And I was six. This is years. So what now? So when I'm saying to women, let's collectively bring our finances together. Let us build. Because there is a message we've heard. And this is where I'm rounding up. There is a message we've heard that if there is something, there's a word, there is, there is leadership, there is instructions, there is family that I have received as Mariam that can make me say, I don't want to do fraud anymore. I don't want to. Do you know what it takes to give up on a lifestyle like that? And I'm not talking, I don't know what you guys think, but <laughs> I had an AP when I was 17 years old. That's showing you a lifestyle. It's not like I was suffering. Do, let me tell you something now. I was saying to one of my daughters the other day that, look, let me tell you what I would do when I would leave the house. I would calculate the risk of what's the worst thing that can happen to me. Six months in prison, a year in prison, how much am I going to make? Okay, worth it, let's go. Every day of my life, every day of my life, I'll have to calculate what could happen to me. But you see, what happened was, guys, what happened was, in that time, there was a small window for me to escape. I wasn't broke, wasn't hungry, I wasn't, I looked nice, I was lit, everybody knew me. But I didn't have a future. I didn't have a life. My daughter, statistics says that by 14, she'll be doing what I did. She'll be in jail at 14 with a child. Statistics, and statistics are not wrong. Guys, there's only one thing that breaks statistics, is spirit, Holy Spirit. It's very accurate. So what has changed? What happened is I heard a message. I found a family. I found leadership. I found somebody that was doing, that was giving their life for other people. I've never experienced, this morning I was, I was lying on my bed here and I was just crying, thinking about, wow, how somebody can love me like that for no reason. And as a young woman, that's what I was thinking about this morning. As a young woman, how many guys had promised me so many things, have lied to me, lured me into situations. But somebody else, so I it literally, I just lied on my bed and tears were rolling out of my eyes. With no ulterior motive. Somebody gave me another life. They gave me a dream. 
Here I am today, I'm about to do this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. Because somebody gave me a dream and I dared believed. I dared to believe in the dream that was sold to me. And I made it mine. I took the dream and I made it mine. And I started to believe I am everything that was said. Everything, every word that was said about me. He would say to my father would say things to me like, you know that you're the greatest thing in the world. You know that you're intelligent. You know you're going to do this. You know you're going to. And I dared to believe the words. I dared to believe leadership. I dared to believe a, an assignment, a word that's been sent. There is nobody in this London that has done that. I'm talking to you guys that I've been in and out of prison since I was 14 years old. I've done 15. I've done eight years. Total of eight years. Took less of tag. Both in this country, in Spain, in Belgium, in, in LA, in Italy. Nobody has ever, ever dared to make me believe different. So I'm looking for a set of women that have similar stories to mine in their own way. You may not have been to prison before, but your own could just be mediocrity. And you don't want to be like your parents. You don't want to die poor. Poverty is not a paycheck that you receive every month. It's a mindset. You want, your, you want to have different branches of your business in different countries. I'm talking to those women. You want to lead other women. You want to raise other women. You want to partner. Those are the people I'm, I shared all of this with you guys to come to this point. I'm not going to beg anybody to join what I'm doing. I'm not going to scream. I was even going to do Instagram. I turned it off. I'm not, I'm not in the, this morning. No. Not this morning. I'm looking for those that are sick and tired of sharing a roof with their parents that are still in an enslaved mindset. They want to do more. They're sick and tired of going to the jobs that they hate so much. It's not that, yet yeah, one day, bam, you're going to be a billionaire. No, dear. We're going to all come together. Month in, month out, we're going to give together. Month in, month out, we're going to help one another. We're going to use each other's businesses. We're going to use each other's hair shops. We're going to use each other's nail services. We're going to use each other's club. We're going to deliver good services. We're going to build each other's brands. I'm looking for those people. And I've made up my mind. Nobody's going to tell me anything about this thing. Especially those in my tribe. You see that group, that Phoebe's group? By the end of the month, I'm halving that shit. I'm not playing. I'm, I'm, I'm making it my motive. I'm giving myself a month to have spoken to every woman. And I want to know why, why do you do it? Why are you part of this group? Why do you join these periscopes? Why do you give? Why do you serve? Or do you even do these things? And if you don't, see you later. It's not forced. It's not like, yeah, let's like, <laughs> no. It's a choice. And free will is very important. Free will is very important. I rather have 10 people that are ready to build something completely brand new from what we've experienced than I have 150 people that are just there to say, yay, hi. 
like on Instagram. That's not what this is about. It's not what this is about. I love you guys and I'm so grateful you guys were able to join this morning. Um, it's going to be an interesting few days. I'm going to be on privately, um, possibly tomorrow, because I know I can't say much on the live. I'm going to be on privately, possibly tomorrow. Um, and we will continue. Um, we'll continue to talk, but I, I'm, I want you to keep dreaming, guys. I want you to keep dreaming. That self-belief game has got to be crazy. Believe that your business, your, your restaurant, your salon, your nail shop can be a global business. Don't believe and sit there and be writing, writing, writing. Take your last money after you've given everything, whatever's left of that last. Take it and put it in that business and let us see. Let us see. But even you're putting, investing in your business. <laughs> Don't guys start investing in things that have not gone through channels of leadership, channels, channels of sitting down and asking, is it time for me to start this business? Should I really be investing this much? Get mentorship for real. I love you all. See you later.